Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm your host, Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 389. As part of our Fitness Friday author interview series, we're speaking today to Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp is one of America's greatest choreographers and is a New York Times best-selling author on top of everything else she does. This is an exciting interview for me. I love dance, am in love with my own dancer wife, Gretchen, who's <laughs> also a choreographer, and have been a big fan of choreographer Twyla Tharp's ever since I watched her wonderful original choreography in the dance scenes from the movie Hair. I'll post a link to Twyla Tharp's Aquarius dance video on YouTube in the show notes. Twyla Tharp's new book, Keep It Moving, is a series of no-nonsense meditations on how to live with purpose as time passes. From the details of how she stays motivated to the stages of her ever-evolving fitness routine, Twyla Tharp models how fulfillment depends not on fortune, but on attitude, possible for anyone willing to try and keep trying. Culling anecdotes from Twyla Tharp's life and the lives of other luminaries that she's familiar with, each chapter is accompanied by a small exercise that will help anyone develop a more hopeful and energetic approach to life. 20 years ago, I wrote a book called The Creative Habit, sharing the message that we can all live creative lives If only we could stop waiting for a muse to arrive with divine inspiration and instead just get down to work. In other words, you too can be more creative if you are willing to sweat a little. This message still resonates when I lecture, but interestingly, the question I am most often asked after a talk these days is on a different topic entirely. Quote, how do you keep working? End quote. The subtext here, Soto Voce, is, quote, at your age, end quote, which is 78. To me, it is simple. I continue to work, as I always have, expecting each day to build on the one before, and I do not see why I should not continue to work in this spirit. Keep It Moving is intended to encourage those who wish to maintain their prime a very long time. That, of course, is our guest today, Twyla Tharp, reading from her new book, Keep It Moving. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Emmy Award winner, Tony Award winner, and one of America's greatest choreographers, Twyla Tharp. Well, Twyla Tharp, it is so great to talk to you. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. It is a pleasure for me, too. I I must tell you, your new book, Keep It Moving, is wonderful. It is excellence getting rave reviews. I think from the title, some, maybe in my audience, might think that it's an exercise book, maybe, but but it, mm-hmm. it, it isn't, really. It, it's about keeping it all moving for the rest of our lives. So tell us what we can learn from this. I think that the uh, title, let's start with that, uh, refers uh, obviously to physical movement, but it refers also to keeping uh, an expansive picture of the future that uh, we acknowledge everything we do today leads to a tomorrow. And that, as I know you will um, understand, tomorrow can be better in a sense. It can be more, not less. 
Uh, and I think that that's where we can so often lose our way and let things slide downhill, become reclusive, go into a corner, uh, as opposed to reaching out and keeping it moving, it being basically your life. Uh, obviously, I do uh, spend a bit of time uh, with action mm-hmm. more than it's it's not an exercise book but it's a book that encourages action for everyone uh young old people who are expert at moving and people who consider themselves total absolute klutzes it <laughs> is applicable to us all because we all do move we are all human beings we all have a body and we need to tend to it well Inspire us. At, at 78, I have to tell you, you're very inspiring, and you're writing, you're creating, you're teaching, and more than that. So tell us what your trick is. If you have one thing to share with us today, how do you keep it all moving and going in the right direction? I know that curiosity is important to you, but 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 I don't want to lead. You, you tell us. Yeah, well, you just did. You just stole my big word. <laughs> I'm yes, sorry. No, I'm that's, that's okay. Uh, it is curiosity. It's about wanting to know what comes next <clears throat> and being um, enthusiastic about the notion that what we have now can propagate into future uh, and that that bridging is really the adventure. Mm-hmm. So yes, curiosity, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The other word that I found that, that I really liked is this, it's a new word to me, and I might not be pronouncing it correctly, alter still, alter still? I, I think that's a... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, alter still, I graduated in art history. So I'm fortunate to have a background where uh, the lives and works of artists can be studied and learned from. Uh, Alter Steel is an art historian's term, meaning of the last phase of an artist's life, uh, wherein they go in a totally, not totally, in a different direction. They veer. They take a crossroads one might not have expected, though when one looks at it, you say, well, of course. Uh, Matisse in his late years, Rembrandt in his late years, Beethoven in his late years, they could never have done those works when they began. Uh, They're very, very different, uh, very adventuresome. Uh, De Koning, uh, there are artists who start young and continue onward and upward uh, find if they keep challenging themselves that they have developed a launching pad that is at a higher point than what could ever have expected. And if they have, excuse me, the balls to jump off, then they will have a mode of soaring. Some of the things I talk about in this book, like being able to make congruencies between things that really don't go together, accepting guess what they actually do. It takes an enormous amount of experience, confidence, expertise to set out from a new place. And that's what alter steel is. Um, uh, Translated literally, it's German, it's uh, older style, uh, meaning that experiments can be addressed that could never even have been imagined 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I like that word. We are, of course, with Twyla Tharp. Twyla Tharp is well-known. She is a New York Times bestseller. Her work, The Creative Habit, has led up to this wonderful new book, Keep It Moving. We're talking to Twyla Tharp today about that book. And Twyla Tharp, in the book, you identify a disease. And you talk about 
the cure for this disease. So what is that related to as, as, we, as we start to get a little older? Well, as I see here, if I may, in paragraph three of this book, it says <laughs> uh, we identify a disease and offer a cure. The disease, simply put, is our fear of time passing and the resulting aging process. The remedy, the book in your hands. <laughs> so, like seriously, that. though, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's something we can seize and take hold of. We are not at the mercy of time passing. We can alter its course. We can keep directing it in ways different than when we were, say, 20, which had some confusion in it, as I recall. <laughs> uh, and now we direct much more closely, much more closely to the best and with more control. But we have to have the attitude that uh, we're not defeated. We're only beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the other thing that I, I really latched onto, I suppose, in the book is, as I was reading it is this distinction that you make about moving ahead, not being weighed down by the past, and kind of learning from some of these teaching moments in order to keep it moving. Describe that. Uh, this is an enormous challenge, I think, for everyone throughout the course mm-hmm. of their lives, how we deal with our past. Obviously, in the beginning, we don't have one. We acquire one. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people uh, fall in servitude to their past and feel they must protect it and maintain it and so forth. And others are able to look at what has transpired uh, and glean from it ideas, thoughts, challenges, and say, well, let's try this and let's try that so that one's own background becomes a learning experience rather than an obligation. Uh, The past past can be a burden for many people. Uh, I think uh, there's the feeling that the past weighs heavily upon them and in some sense that they're uh, limited by their past rather than the past can open out into next steps, change, make it happen differently next time. Don't be defeated by it. So that is the biggest challenge, I think, with the past. Yes, it's over. It's gone. Let it go. If it worked, do it again. If it didn't, don't. <laughs> I wonder if you'd give us an example of an exercise that, that our audience can practice every day to add some hope to our lives and maybe some energy like you, you have. Well, I happen to just flip through the pages of the book in front of me, and on page 108, I see squirm. Squirm is uh, the exercise that accompanies uh, the chapter called Bounce Back, and it's where uh, we can begin when we're feeling pretty defeated. Uh, One of the reasons I wrote this book was because I had a very dear aunt who was in her 90s, and I would speak to her frequently, but she was on her back in bed and was very, very depressed, could not move, and I would keep saying, come on, you can wiggle your toes. Come on, you can move your legs. Come on, you can, how about the fingers? And I would start with absolute minimal basics. Uh, And she'd be reminded that, yes, she actually could move. So the one that's called squirm is simply that. Uh, Go to our common evolutionary background and squirm, a wiggling movement. Start at the very beginning. You don't have any expertise in physical movement whatsoever. Your limitations are huge, but there is movement to be found in your body. Squirm, find it. 
squiggle, wriggle, all of those kinds of words, uh, obviously they're not used in sophisticated dance terminology, but uh, they are truthful for human beings who feel as though they're frozen. Nobody is frozen who's breathing. If only that, acknowledge the breathing. That's so great. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm squirming a little bit right now. I want to tell you that. Oh, good. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Well, initially I was kind of shaking before talking. You know, uh-huh. talking to the great Twyla Tharp had, had me. But now I'm kind of just uh, I'm, I'm buzzing mentally. And with that is uh-huh. coming a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a side-to-side movement. So I, I think I'm kind of squirming. Excellent. No, I'm sure you are. As long as uh, it seems at least it's amusing you, this is a good thing. Right? <laughs> and you have a great – I think so. I think having a sense of humor is is so important. I love this line that you use too. You say, how to use the day before to launch into the next day. I, I never really have thought about that that way, but I think that's really great. How did you come across that? What does that mean to you? Well, it's that as a young child, I was already being trained in various and sundry disciplines, say the keyboard. Uh, and at the keyboard, one has to practice all the time. And in order to keep it from becoming rote, you do the same thing every day. You do it differently every day. Uh, and as you progress, you see that what you did yesterday makes it possible possible for you to try something else today uh, and it's having that liberty uh, and being grounded in that way being given that expertise you're giving yourself expertise for tomorrow with a well-lived today Twyla Tharp thank you so much for your generous time uh, thanks for your sense of humor what we're over already well I mean I've got some time I know you are super busy but yeah I, we definitely have some more time so maybe maybe give us a little yeah. bit more on on some of the reaction that you're getting from the book what are, what are you hearing from people like me I, you know the, the older oh, people you know I'm 62 what are we telling you about the book that we're we're just so pleased with well, bless you. You're like the first living loud uh, interview. This book's not out yet. Uh, we, oh, well, oh, I'm thrilled. So, I'm, yeah, I'm so, no, I'm very, very pleased that you find it of service mm-hmm. um, and that you, you know, that you feel you can connect mm-hmm. to it uh, because ultimately that's, you know, that's why I work mm-hmm. is to make connections. And so I'm, I'm very happy that might be the case. Uh, how, how, you know, it, how much of, of a world will it find? Who knows? But, uh, it, you know, I, as I say, I hope to be of service. Mm-hmm. You are. And, and I know you will be to our audience. And, and so maybe, maybe just one more question for you. Sure. What did you learn in, in your, I think any time, I, lo- I love talking to authors because I think as knowledgeable as you are, as, as great as your experience has been, I'm sure with your curiosity, you learned much in, in writing this book. What was it? The book, I think this is probably true, uh, but believe me, I don't think of myself as a writer. I'm, I feel very privileged to have people talk to me as though I am, and I do my best, but it's not really my occupation. Uh, nonetheless, when I started putting down some of these ideas, I needed them. I needed them to keep working. Choreography is a very difficult pursuit. Uh, it requires an enormous amount of stamina, uh, and it has traditionally not been kind to uh, the older seers, shall we say. And I was not particularly interested and still am not 
in the notion of stopping because I'm a firm believer in uh, progressing. Uh, so I needed to look at some of these issues for myself. I needed to study some of the people who had continued because, as I say, in choreography, a number of folks don't. Uh, uh, their, their bodies, they can't depend on anymore. They haven't learned to translate experiences that are had by the body into other spheres, which is a real training. I mean, early on when I was working on the film Hair, I was in front of a camera, and there were like, a hundred extras released and they just stormed the camera and I suffered a broken ankle. Okay, fine. The camera shot was good, but uh, the ankle took a very long time to heal. And as it was healing, I had to work in a chair. Uh, I had to uh, learn to choreograph without even being able to stand. I saw it could be done, uh, but that it took practice. Um, and I think that many aspects of aging in this culture are basically the same as having a broken ankle. Uh, but we can learn to function uh, in such a way that, oh, okay, the ankle isn't so good today, but guys, let's go here. The waist moves there. The head goes here. The hands, whatever. And pretty soon you're fully engaged in activities without that ankle. Beethoven, totally deaf. At the end of his news, at the end of his career, wrote some of you know the greatest, most uh, adventuresome um, music ever conceived. Matisse, flat on his back, um, did cutouts that have impacted on design completely in this century and the one before. Uh, people who should have been stopped were not, and I think that that's the challenge for me in taking up this subject matter. Well, thank you so much for your time. Of course, Twyla Tharp, yes, one of America's greatest choreographers. What a pleasure it is to talk to you. And again, thank you for your example and your inspiration. And I really appreciate, I personally, I really appreciate your sense of humor and, and, uh, and I like thank all that you. you're saying. So nice to talk to you, Twyla Tharp. Thank you very much. Thank you. And you take care and be well. You okay? do the same. My thanks to Twyla Tharp for her great wit and her great book, Keep It Moving. And my thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. 